is FS Uncovered, a podcast of M&M Service Company, serving our customers' needs by providing excellent products, services, and innovative solutions. I'm Kristen Marquis, Marketing Assistant with M&M Service Company. Today I have with me Tony Haber, our Energy Marketing Manager, and Mont Beckett, our Environmental Health and Safety Manager. Mont, can you tell us a little bit about your background, how you started in the Growmark system with M&M Service, and your path to your role today? So I started uh, pretty non-traditional in, in my approach to uh, becoming the safety manager for, for M&M Service Company. I'd originally, uh, you know, if you had told me 20 years ago that I was going to be the safety manager for for an agronomy company, I probably would have laughed at you. <laughs> Uh, but nonetheless, uh, life throws you curveballs, and you know I, I started with uh, Land Lakes Brina Feeds in Vandalia. Uh, worked as a millwright in their maintenance department. Uh, from there, uh, the manager at that time he asked me if I would help out with safety training there at that that plant, and that kind of led into a role where where I did uh, some safety and compliance stuff part of the time and, and maintenance uh, the rest of the time. From there, I seen a job open up. Uh, over in St. Louis with a company over there that loaded and unloaded barges, loaded and unloaded rail cars, that sort of that sort of stuff. We actually uh, do some work with the Midcoast uh, Terminal Companies and uh, Bulk okay. Service is, is who I work for over there. And then I seen uh, this job with uh, M&M Service Company come open, and I'd, I'd always kind of wanted to work for an agronomy company growing up, you know. My dad had some friends that, that farmed, and my, my grandparents actually ran a little country elevator over in Bale City, so uh, something that I've always kind of been around my whole life and just kind of enjoyed, but nothing I thought that uh, my life would ever lead into, you know. That's kind of how I got to where I am today. I've been, been with Eminem Service Company for uh, going on nine years uh, here in May. So yeah. Awesome. Okay, thank you. So spring is just around the corner, and with that comes our busy season. Uh, more specifically, our anhydrous ammonia season. So today we'd like to talk about some safety issues and handlings with that product. So could you tell us about the dangers with handling anhydrous ammonia? So in handling anhydrous, you know, it, it, it really poses very little danger if it's handled properly. Um, it's, it's a closed system, you know, uh, the, the liquid that we, we pump into the tanks, the, the vapor comes back into our mother tanks, and if all goes well, then it's a, a small amount of, of anhydrous that we actually have to release out into the atmosphere. Uh, but, but it's when people get in a hurry, uh, they get complacent, they don't inspect the components of, of everything uh, prior to use, and when they don't wear the proper PPE, that's when accidents happen. So, you know, we, we always stress the importance of PPE within our company. Uh, goggles, gloves, adequate supply water. As far as the, the goggles go, we want to make sure that they are the either non-vented or indirect vented. The gloves need to be the, the, the heavy, uh, heavier gloves with the cotton lining. Um, and then uh, water, water, water. Um, that is probably the, the most important thing. Uh, that we stress when dealing with anhydrous uh, because water is a neutralizer for, for ammonia. So those are so you know those are some of the things that, that we, we try to preach within our company as far as that goes. So as far as uh, uh, dangers of anhydrous go, you know if, if anhydrous ammonia was to get on somebody's skin it's going to cause a freeze burn. 
because anhydrous is actually the, the boiling point of anhydrous is actually negative negative twenty eight degrees, so it's extremely cold. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, so uh, that's something to look for there. And, and, and actually, if you're going to get if you get anhydrous on on your clothing, there's a potential that that, that clothing is actually going to be frozen to your skin. So that's why we have the water there. You want to unthaw that. You know, I mean, for at first you're going to want to rip those clothes, that, that clothing off to get get that product off of you, but the important thing is to to saturate the saturate it with water and uh, make sure that it's unfrozen before you take anything off. And then also, uh, as far as effects of ammonia go, so so typically people are accustomed to like household ammonia, which is like a one to two percent concentration. Mm -hmm. But the the ammonia that we deal with is ninety eight ninety nine percent pure. So. There's a huge difference in, in what you might be accustomed to at home versus what we're actually dealing with out uh, in our situation. So the detection ranges of anhydrous are, you can you can start to uh, smell it at between 1 and 50 parts per million. So, so if you were walking through one of our parking lots and smelled some ammonia, you're looking at a pretty small amount there. Uh, actual eye irritation begins at... Uh, 100 parts per million, which is pretty small, and then death actually occurs at 5,000 parts per million. So if you were to take a, out of 16 miles, I did calculation on this one just to, just to see. So so one inch is one part per million of out of 16 miles. So that would equate to about 450 feet uh, of 600 miles would be the equate equal to 5,000 parts per million. So Parts per million, so it shows you just how small that ratio is there that, that can actually cause uh, major injuries. But uh, like I said, if, if it's worked with carefully, uh, you take your time, slow down, um, then, then it, it, it can safely be worked with. My, I think what you just said as far as take your time, slow down, that's valuable advice. When we look at the spring season, typically uh, a lot of times we see whether it's uh, employees, customers, everybody's in a rush, everyone wants to get product on as possible, uh, you know, taking a step back, taking some time, making sure everything's done safely, and save some injuries, save lives. Definite, definite good advice, valuable advice that everybody needs to follow. When we look at our company, Mont, we cover, you know, Macoubin County, Madison County, Montgomery County, Illinois. What locations do we store and handle that product at? So we have uh, 11 locations with approximately 450,000 gallons worth of storage. We have uh, storage in Alhambra, Marine, uh, Bunker Hill, Butler, Carlinville North, Chesterfield, Verdon, Litchfield, Fillmore, Irving. I think that's, I don't know, I didn't keep, keep count of uh, how many was there, but I think that's all the locations that, that we, we have uh, that we have in Henderson. Well, like you talked about in the, with, with the first question, just the, the dangers of the of the product. What are some of the things that we do here at M and M for employees and customers that highlights the safety of handling NH three? So, we here within our company we train on anhydrous uh, at least annually. Um, the, the Department of Ag actually requires us to train every three years. Just the the volatility of the of the substance, uh, you know, knowing that it is the most dangerous thing we handle within our company, 
we feel that it's extremely important to train on it uh, prior to the, the spring season for sure. And then I typically have just a quick refresher before the fall season at, at those northern locations that, that we'll be uh, putting on anhydrous. Growmark is, is a great resource for us. They've, they've done a great job of coming out with training materials as well that we, that we use. Uh, everybody within the Growmark system knows safety phase eight, which is the, the anhydrous ammonia safety phase. And then uh, they've, they've also came out with a couple of really good uh, videos uh, over the years. Uh, the, the highlight the, the properties of anhydrous and then also show how filling nurse tanks and and then also uh, toolbar safety as well so some some good resources there that they provide uh, we also provide uh, training to, to local EMS and, and fire departments uh, I would send out a invite annually to the fire departments in those communities that, that we have anhydrous stored at and uh, invite them to you know come out to our facilities and you know you know also uh, offer to provide them with any sort of training that they might request is on that subject as well so awesome those things we look out for there and as far as customer training um we don't do a whole lot of bring our customers in and do do training although that's gonna gonna change uh within the next year uh the department of ag has came out with a new rule that uh, anybody who uses transports or applies anhydrous must be uh, must go through a training program so i actually uh, attended a train the trainer uh, event uh, a couple weeks ago to become a trainer uh, for our company so that we can uh, bring our customers in and uh, provide that training to them it is free of charge so we can't charge them anything uh, but uh, and then there also, there, there's also an online training program that the Department of Ag has that, that they can utilize as well. So a couple of uh, new things that the farmers are going to have to uh, become accustomed to this, this uh, next year. And it does come into effect in uh, April of 2022. So we'll probably, probably this late fall, uh, winter, early next spring, we'll probably have a few meetings for our, for our patrons to come in and utilize that program if they want to. Well, I hope we I hope we get good turnout there, whether it's with us or or, or anybody around, and people take advantage of those services that are offered to uh, to be able to handle this. So that's really cool. Yeah, definitely. This this is probably something everybody should have you know refreshers on, anyways, regardless if they work for us or for a farmer applying their own own product. Yeah, those will be great great services coming up as far as that goes. Okay, well, thanks, Mott, for all the great tips and advice for this upcoming season. One last question for you. So in the safety field, you've been in that position for quite a while. What advice would you give to someone who may be trying to establish a career in the safety environment, safety world, training, uh, those types of lines? So, you know, you guys sent me these questions uh, ahead of time so I could you know, prepare it a little bit so I wasn't coming in here blindsided. But uh, that that was the one question I struggle with probably the most because my, my career path has been one that wasn't traditional, you know, go to college, get a degree in this field and, and then uh, land a job. So I've been pretty lucky, pretty fortunate uh, within my, my life and my career to, to be where I am now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the, 
just being somebody who's approachable, somebody that, that employees feel like they can they can come to with with problems, um, having a having an open mind, somebody who is able to uh, learn new processes. And also, one you know, part of the part of the job that I kind of enjoy is just the, the investigative portions of it. You know, investigating accidents and coming up with with uh, solutions to to those types of problems. Uh, one of the, one kind of one of the things that I enjoy. And then probably probably the biggest thing that has helped me in my careers is just having a good general knowledge of of kind of how machines work and and how different processes work and and uh, just the ability to uh, to learn on the job as well, you know, because really probably the majority of the stuff that that I have learned throughout my career are things that that I wouldn't have learned in a school setting, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, those those are probably the things that uh, have helped me out the most in my excellent advice. Thank you very much. And thank you again for going over all of those safety highlights for our spring season coming up here and the information on our upcoming, hopefully upcoming um, training sessions next year for that new new rule that the Department of Ag will be implementing. Yes, thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. I uh, appreciate uh, being on the, uh, the podcast. You know, I did some, some research and looked through some of the other, the other podcasts that you guys have done just in preparation for this. So. And then also, you know, I looked into some other podcasts within, you know, like YouTube and stuff. So, you know, I was kind of disappointed to see that it wasn't similar to like Joe Rogan's uh, podcast where we would be sitting around smoking stogies and drinking <laughs> whiskey. But uh, nonetheless, it was, uh, it's been a good time here. Well, you just let out a secret. I guess, I guess, what, what do you guys have in your uh, cups there? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll we'll have we'll have to uh, maybe change our uh, our format then to yeah, uh, yeah. to to skew to, to that type of audience. Maybe we, maybe we can go remote uh, to a different location next time where we're not uh, in the, in the office. We've talked about that. We've talked about doing a lot of some live recordings. We'll we'll see what type of establishments that uh, Dave will will approve us to record in. Before we get you out of here, uh, Mont, uh, we're we are. Getting into spring season, uh, I think if that rain wasn't in the forecast next week, we'd be we'd be moving right, right along. But uh, as we get to, like I said, as we get into spring, what are your this this season? What are your least favorite and favorite things about about springtime? Uh, I guess uh, probably one of my favorite things is just uh, seeing seeing nature come alive. You know, mm-hmm. you know after we've had the kind of a dark, dreary winter and things finally start to uh, lighten up and daylight savings time comes around and we have longer hours of, of daylight and the warmer weather after the cold winter. So, so those are really probably the things that, that I look forward to most as far as uh, springtime goes. Yeah. You're, you're good with the daylight savings springtime even though we lose that hour? I'm, I'm fine with it. You're okay with it? Yeah, I mean, we, we get it back in fall, right? It all equals out in the end. I'm definitely good with more. I mean, I, I, I would be happy if they would just make daylight savings time a little, you know, standard time. They talk about it. we 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 are one of the few states that still still use that. I think. Okay. How about least favorite? Least favorite? Um, I don't know. I, I would say honestly, being hydro season. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it, just just because you know 
just the the chances of, of accidents and getting that late night phone call for so that kind of stress that they have that during that that time of the year. It is a scary time. We we always you know every I don't think there's a year that you don't hear about some type of an accident around the Midwest. So yeah, yeah. I get that. Krista, how about you? Anything you want to add out there? Well, when the grass turns green, it's always good. Now you like? Are you the one that mows? Yes. Okay, so I was going to say it's, it's one thing to <laughs> want the the grass to to be green and, and grow tall, but you're not responsible for the for the mowing. It's one thing. Part of like he said, the everything weakening and mm-hmm. it's always good. But then you have the mud. That's the yeah. I the don't mud. like the mud too. That that would probably be the other thing. That <laughs> I don't like about spring. Seems like it takes forever for that mud to dry up and go away. Mm-hmm. You? I, I kind of go back to what Vaughn said about, you know, here in the Midwest, we, you know, this time of year, we coming off of the winter, and especially like this year where late February, we have that stretch of crazy cold weather, and then we get to, to you know, now better temperatures, more sunlight. You know, it seems every day it seems to be darker just a little bit later. You get home and there's still a little, a little bit of sunlight mm-hmm. instead of mm-hmm. driving in the dark to work and driving home in the dark to home. And I, I think that's that's always always an exciting time, especially here in the Midwest when we, we do get some extreme weather through the winter and people are just, by the end, people are sick of it. And here we are and nature's kind of bringing everything back to life. Definitely. What do you not like? What do I not like? I'm such a positive person. It's it's really hard to uh, to find something that's uh, would Brian careful agree with that would be the negative. Well, that's, maybe that's probably what Brian's not into right now. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you know. Maybe the negative I take it, it is the grass that gets greener. I don't. It's fine mowing for a, for a couple months, but once we get in, get past that, and I guess the first part of spring when we do get all that rain, you got to be out there every three or four days. That does get a little bit old. Get your oldest on that lawnmower. You no, know, we, we might be a little, we, we're a little bit away. Uh, <laughs> for, a couple more years. For him to, uh, to be taking on that kind of responsibility. Well, I don't know. It's not, it's not that bad, I guess. I don't know. I guess from a, from an energy side, as we get warm, we, we lose that propane business, so I'll, maybe I'll use that as a negative right now. Well, they sell more gas for those lawnmowers. <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of a trade-off, I guess. <laughs> okay, well, thanks, guys, again for joining me today. This has been FS Uncovered, the podcast of Eminem Service Company. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Podbean or your supported podcast app. 